How's it going, everyone? My name is Adam, and you're listening to the West Coast Bible Teacher, the show where we are teaching God's Word one podcast at a time. And today we're going to change pace a little bit. Um, last week I ended our show saying that, well, you know, I said my usual, I'll see you next week and we'll be picking picking it off where we left off and all. And all. But I totally spaced on the fact that this week was uh, Thanksgiving week. And um, that certainly changes a lot in regards to my schedule and things. Um, but I wanted to still upload a podcast for us all this week nonetheless. And I wanted it to be on the day before Thanksgiving. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't really know a whole lot about Thanksgiving, other than the fact that, you know, it's about the pilgrims and how they came over and, uh, you know, I guess they took the land from the Indians and all. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. But for the most part, all of us learned about the original Thanksgiving when we uh, went to elementary school. And that's about all I remember about the story of Thanksgiving. You know, what they taught me in elementary school. And I don't even remember all of that. Boy, it's a shame that my generation, millennials, you know, we haven't done a very good job in <laughs> retaining historical facts and things that were taught in school. But along with bringing to remembrance the historical Thanksgiving, often during this time of the year, especially the week or day of Thanksgiving, people will share what they're thankful for. You see this on TV. Every year, uh, one thing that me and my family enjoy doing is uh, watching on live television the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And without fail, every year, you have the anchors on the TV, NBC or whatever, and they'll usually ask the various celebs or notable people who pop up during the television broadcast. They'll usually ask the question to them, what are you thankful for? And then the celeb or the television star who's been asked that question, they'll usually have a, you know, rehearsed response. <laughs> and they'll usually say, well, I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for my career the opportunities that I've been given, you know, in show business. You know, this is a celeb talking. And then after the celebrity shares what he or she is thankful for, the TV anchor usually responds with, you know, oh, that's wonderful, you know. And yes, you know, this is the day where people reflect upon what they're thankful for. And we should all be taking time today to, uh, you know, reflect upon what we're thankful for. And that's how people on television usually talk on Thanksgiving Day, during the Macy's Day Parade. And that's fine, you know, that's nice. However, as Christians, it's my hope that we don't wait until Thanksgiving Day, or Thanksgiving Week, or the month of November, to reflect on what we're thankful for in life. Doing otherwise would be a real shame. Because that certainly goes against the will of God in our everyday Christian walk. It is God's will for you as a believer to be thankful, not just on Thanksgiving or the month of November or around Christmas time, but rather it is the Lord's will for you to rejoice and give thanks 
always. I want to read to you words from Paul's first epistle to the church in Thessalonica. During his closing words, his final admonitions to the people, you know, he writes in verses 16 through 18, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now from the outset, verse 16, rejoice always. That very much goes hand in hand with give thanks in all circumstances. When you're giving thanks to God, you're expressing gratitude to Him for a particular reason. Usually it's something that He's done for you. But this is very much coupled with shouts of joy and praise. Another passage that evokes this is Psalm 104, where the psalmist writes, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. So there you go. Thanksgiving and praise, they often go hand in hand. Thanksgiving isn't completely synonymous with praise, or you know, rejoicing. However, praise and thanksgiving, will usually complement each other, especially when you're directing your thanksgiving unto the Lord. You won't always couple thanksgiving with praise when you're just communicating with a regular person in your life. You might have to thank your boss at work for something that he or she did for you. And so as a Christian, you do want to express gratitude towards your work supervisor but you're probably not going to tag on praise and rejoicing when you do so. You know, you, you'll you tell your boss, you know, hey, thank you for what you did for me the other day. But you're probably not going to then start praising him. Oh, my goodness, Mr. So-and-so, you're just so incredible. You're the best boss ever. You know, you're great. I love you. And <laughs> you're amazing. Oh, man, you know. You see, when we're communicating with people, we usually will express thankfulness towards particular individuals when they've done something good for us. But we usually don't reserve lots of praise and rejoicing for mere human beings. But with God, it's different. God deserves our praise, and the magnitude in which He will help us in life is far more vast and great than what any human that we know is capable of doing for us. That's why most of the time human beings don't deserve our praise, our utterances of rejoicing. But God always does. And when we are thankful for things in our lives, that thankfulness should be always directed towards God. That's another thing. On the TV, on the TV every year, you know, these celebs that get in front of the camera, it's very rare that we see them thank or even acknowledge God. Rather, they just say, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, you know. Thankful to whom? That's pretty much the same thing as saying, I'm lucky. You know, I've experienced good luck. You know, luck has been on my side, you know. No, I'm thankful to God. That's what I'd like to hear more of on the TV. But those days are over, and uh, they're probably never coming back, you know. <laughs>
But back to giving thanks. I found in my prayer time that thanksgiving and praise will often complement each other naturally. In other words, I'll start out with simply lifting up prayers of thanksgiving to God. But then after I've spent time thanking God for things, and I've reflected, you know, upon what He's done for me, then I start to find myself lifting up praises to Him. So it goes very much along the lines of me first saying, Thank you, God. You know, thank you, Lord, for the fact that things went very well this week with the uh, particular endeavor I prayed about. And you see this then quickly morphs into praise. You know, thank you, God, that things worked out according to what I prayed to you about last week. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I praise your name. You know, Father, you're so incredible and mighty, and your, your hand has been upon my life. It's marvelous. You're incredible, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How majestic is your name. You see, that's how thanksgiving and praise will often complement each other in our prayers. And it's interesting here how the short verse, verse 17, pray continually, is located right in between verses 16 and 18. Rejoice always and give thanks in all circumstances. Prayer is usually the epicenter, where both our praise and thanksgiving to the Lord will be expressed in its fullest form. And we're told in verse 17, pray continually. Boy, is this reaffirmed over and over again in Paul's letters. Colossians 4.2 Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Romans 12.12 Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Now you take both passages together, the Romans 1 and the Colossians 1, pair them together, and you pretty much get our subject passage here in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Paul, of course, told us within Ephesians chapter 6 that we're to pray always in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit pretty much means we're to pray for that which pertains to the Lord's will. The Spirit's desires. Now, there are many things that are God's will that we can pray about, including that which involves giving thanks and praise to God. Because back up here, look at our subject passage. We read, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is what? This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So there you go. We are to give thanks and sing praises to God, because it's God's will for us to do so. And since praying in the Spirit is an admonition for us to pray prayers that are consistent with God's will, whenever we lift up praises to God, or prayers of thanksgiving, we're praying in the Spirit. So if you think that your prayer life has been dry as of late, like, you wish that you could perhaps... Uh, feel the Spirit's presence more when you pray, or a sense that you are in fact praying in a way that pleases God, or strength strengthens the effectiveness of your prayers. I gotta ask you, have you been lifting up praises of thanksgiving to God in your prayers? You want to be praying in the Spirit, 
and incorporating prayers of thanksgiving and praise into your prayers will certainly get you to the point where you are, in fact, praying in the Spirit. But the final thing I want to look at today, on this Thanksgiving Eve, is how it says in verse 18, we are to give thanks in, when? All circumstances. Christians are the only people, practically, on this earth, who truly, without qualms or doubts or second thoughts, can, in fact, rejoice in all circumstances. It takes faith for this to be accomplished. The natural man does not have this faith. And therefore, the natural man, when he sees the Christian, the believer, Rejoicing and giving thanks in dire circumstances. The natural man snickers, and he thinks, Oh, what a foolish, ignorant, poor soul. You know, why is that person at peace or at comfort, even though, even though they're uh, battling a life-threatening disease or something like that? Oh, it's, it's because they think that they're going to heaven when they die. It's, it's, oh, it's so sad. How foolish, how stupid, how dumb and ignorant, you know. You see, the natural man, as we read in 1 Corinthians, does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. And he cannot understand them, because they are only discerned through the Spirit. And those of us who do have the Spirit do indeed realize, we're certain of the fact, that this life is nothing but a speck, in comparison to all of our time and eternity. And we have that knowledge that eternity is real, and there are only two, two destinations that are waiting for human beings in eternity. There is the destination of eternal fire, the lake of fire, hell. And then there is the destination of being with our Heavenly Father forever and ever. How could Paul sit there with Silas and rejoice in the Philippian prison? How could the churches whom the apostle sent his letters to rejoice and give thanks in all circumstances? Because with the discernment of the Spirit and the gift of his word, they understood that one day God's dwelling place will be among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things will have been passed away. And there will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the suns, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So that's why, even when things are completely down in the dumps in your life, you still have reason, we still have reason, to give thanks, to be thankful. Maybe right now, this Thanksgiving Eve, this Thanksgiving week, you're going through something difficult. 
something painful, you know, hard. And you're finding it very difficult to be thankful or give thanks. There will be times when we simply won't have a whole lot to be thankful for in this current life. However, there is always much to be thankful for regarding our knowledge of the next life. When your present circumstances seem like hell, and there seems to be no redeeming quality or silver lining, get your eyes off of the present situation and put your eyes upon God and the place that He's prepared for you in heaven. And how one day, all the pain that you're experiencing, along with all the pain that millions are, are experiencing around the world right now, one day it will all pass away, and everything will become new, new in Christ. Habakkuk was down in the dumps. His homeland had been wiped out and destroyed by the enemy. And yet, even though his worst fears had come upon him, and everything seemed dire, desolate, the final words of Habakkuk, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Now my prayer is that you, the listener, are in fact <laughs> having a good Thanksgiving week without many stressors. But for those of you who aren't, I would encourage you to remember that there is still something to be thankful for all year round, whether in seasons of blessing or seasons of difficulty. We can be thankful for our salvation and our future in eternity with Christ Jesus. Yes, I'm experiencing present difficulties, but thank God that this isn't the only life that there is. <laughs> thank God that the end of this life is simply a new chapter to the next life, the life that really matters. So I'll end with saying, Happy Thanksgiving to all my listeners. I do hope that all of you enjoy the time that you spend with your family, or uh, uh, by yourself, eating a turkey TV dinner, or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or whatever you're doing this week. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, then I hope you have a blessed rest of the week in the Lord. Now, for those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving, I pray that your bellies are full and that you have great fellowship with your friends and family. And next week, we'll be continue, continuing our uh, study in the book of Judges. So this has been the West Coast Bible Teacher, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>